0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. We have another very special guest who will be competing for the South Carolina Volunteer America System, which we have not had anyone on here from a state pageant yet. So let's go ahead and bring Emily in to the chat today. Hello. How are you? Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm great. How are you? I am awesome. It is so nice to finally get to meet you. And we love having some listeners on the podcast now being able to be, I guess, on the podcast. Yeah. Um, But yeah, let's go ahead and have you tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, Emily.
1: Okay. So I am currently Miss Upstate Volunteer. I will be competing for Miss South Carolina Volunteer in like three weeks. Um, I am a 2021 Clemson University graduate, born and raised a tiger. And my major was graphic communications. I now work in digital media and marketing, and I'm excited to apply that to the job of Miss South Carolina Volunteer. Oh my goodness,
0: that's awesome. And I want to go ahead and touch on a little bit about, you know, your job and your career before we get started. You said you went to Clemson. So, you know, what really made you want to go into marketing in the first place?
1: Yes. So I, looking back now, realize that it's literally in my blood Um, starting even in elementary school, I was into scrapbooking. I loved drawing logos, that sort of thing. And did not realize until I was actually a graphic communications major that that was really my niche, that I love graphic design. I love consumer behavior, um, which is how I actually went. I actually started out as a marketing major and then switched over to graphic communications because I loved the visual side of it. The math wasn't really my favorite part. But I loved the consumer behavior and learning what makes people love a product. And so that is what I have um, really taken in as a passion and applied to my job now.
0: That's exciting. So with your job, you know, what are like your daily tasks that you have to do, you know, going into work? What does that like, look like for you?
1: Yes. So I think I have the most fun job. I work at a boutique. (laughs) So I get to take my love of graphic design and apply that to fashion every day, which like, I don't know what else anyone could want. Um, But I run the website for our boutique. So I, the moment that the product is in our inventory system, I take it, I schedule our models, take photos, um, edit the photos, upload those to the website and make sure everything looks pretty.
0: That is exciting. Okay. With being, you know, possibly the next Miss South Carolina for the Volunteer America system. You know, what are some ways that you're going to be able to revamp their social media and really just like kill the game, especially with adding that bit of fashionable touch to it? You know, like what are you going to do next with all of that?
1: I love a schedule. So I have a content schedule for my Miss Upstate Volunteer Instagram account that I love to keep up with. Um, But one thing that I have really honed in on as Miss Upstate Volunteer is using my platform, Pearls of Wisdom, to reach students where they're at. And that's on TikTok. So I think I may be the only one that has created a TikTok account around my platform um, where every day I'll post a Pearl of Wisdom, which is just a life hack or something that students don't learn in the classroom, but is a skill that they need to know for their everyday life. Um, So I have brought that over to my Instagram account as well, but I would love to keep that going as Miss South Carolina Volunteer. Fun fact, I made a TikTok about making sweet tea a few months ago, and it has like over 500,000 views. People are so passionate about how to make sweet tea.
0: That is well also impressive because one of those things, <laughs> <Thank you>. that <laughs> algorithm is so tricky. Sometimes it'll yeah. pick up the most random video and just blow it up out of nowhere. And then some videos you're like, I work so hard on this and nobody cares about it. Right. But with
1: sweet tea of all things, that is oh. crazy. i when i made it in the video i put one cup of sugar and apparently that is like a sin you're supposed to put two at least (laughs) so now i know how to actually make sweet tea
0: i love that but with you know getting prepped for pageant season and i want to ask you you know with that little sweet tea thing you know miss volunteer has that swimsuit portion so what have you been doing to get yourself mentally and physically ready for that phase of competition
1: Someone gave me a piece of advice when I started the process of competing for state, and that was if you put the swimsuit competition and your preparation for that first, that that is going to help prepare you. When you feel great in your body and you feel great physically, um, you will perform better in interview, evening gown, talent, everything else. You just feel more confident. So I've definitely, um, obviously been working out, making sure I'm eating clean, drinking lots of water, but I just keep in mind every day that that's what is most important because that's what's gonna feed over into the other competitions as well.
0: That is such a great answer. And I'm glad that you said that because that is such an important thing to learn going into pageants that do have some sort of fitness or a swimsuit competition. And a lot of people like to focus on it or they like to shut it out of like, oh, it's a negative. I have to work out or I have to be skinny like this whole fake stereotype of pageantry that I wish, you know, people would just forget about, but it's just kind of gone over with the years of pageants. Um, But I want to ask you a little bit, you know, going into that swimsuit competition, did you have any fear starting out when you chose this system?
1: I, I don't know if fear is the word. It's an unknown. I've never competed as a miss, and I've never competed in swimsuit. So I think it was more of like, Oh my goodness, I'm actually going to wear a swimsuit on stage and everyone's going to see me. <laughs> I think it I, it was not the I never questioned if I could do it. It was just like, wait, people are going to see me on a swimsuit on on stage.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where you're like, okay, I'm just I just got to do it. You know, I've got the yeah. confidence as long as I'm working on me. That's really all that I can do at this point. But I want to mm-hmm. ask you, you know, why did you ultimately choose to be a part of this the volunteer system for South Carolina.
1: I have loved this system ever since it started. I remember the day that Christine was crowned. I saw it on Instagram and I was like, what is going on? And I followed it ever since. So I've watched the way that this system has changed the lives of young women in our country through um, scholarships and empowerment. And it's something that I wanted to be part of.
0: That's exciting. So with this, do you have your own personal platform? And if you do, tell us a little bit about what that is.
1: Yes. So my platform is called Pearls of Wisdom, which is empowering tomorrow's leaders today by teaching students both hard and soft skills that they don't typically learn in the classroom. So for a younger student, this may be something like using your manners or how to write a thank you note. And for older students, that could look like changing a tire or changing the oil in your car.
0: Okay. That is something, one, I've never heard as a platform, which is amazing. I love when I get people that have new platforms, but also something that's so useful. A lot of times, you know, it's like, you know, end world hunger, and that's something we definitely want to do. We want to end world hunger, but it's really hard. And that's not something that we can easily do right away. But with teaching someone how to change a tire, I blew a tire on the interstate a few months back, and I would love to know how to do that myself. It would have saved me a lot of money, but, but that's something that's very interesting. So like when you go into the classroom, what is a, I guess, like a a work day of that look like teaching kids about your platform?
1: So for elementary students, we always read a book about how to write a thank you note. And the one that I have is so helpful. It has a five-step list at the end of um, how, what you do to write a thank you note. So it tells you how to address it and what to thank them for. Um, and then we all write thank you notes for someone in our lives that we're thankful for. And then for high school students, I'm in the process of working on a pearls of wisdom day. So this will be a day in the schools where we bring in people from the community because I've changed a tire before, but I should not be teaching anyone how to change a tire. So we're going to empower people in the community to come (laughs) and teach these students their skills so that, um, Again, whether a student goes to college, they may go to work, whatever career path they take, everybody drives a car, everybody's going to have a flat tire at some point, and everybody needs to know how to handle that situation.
0: That is so awesome. Have you ever thought of writing your own book, possibly for all of these different age ranges, to go with your platform?
1: I have given it some thought. Um, there's just not enough time in the day right now. (laughs) My, my goal is as a South Carolina volunteer, maybe I'll have a few hours a day to sit down and maybe think about writing a book, but preparation for the state pageant has not allowed that right now.
0: So with the different phases of competition, what do you think is your, your favorite phase to actually compete in?
1: I love interview and honestly, because I, I mean, you can't beat a good interview Um, but that is where I can be my most real self that allows me to let the judges know who I am. And yes, you can see me walk on stage in a swimsuit and see all of my hard work, but I can really tell you why I'm passionate and why I'm right for the job and interview.
0: Okay. So I want you to tell me, it can be a word or like a phrase. What would you describe your, your wardrobe as going into this competition?
1: I was hoping you'd ask this question. (laughs) So my word that I have come up with is woman. And the reason Ooh. I say that is like I said, I've never competed as a Miss before. But the last state pageant I competed in was Teen Miss South Carolina in the Little Miss South Carolina system. So being from South Carolina, you know that's about as conservative as you can get when it comes to pageants. Yes. So 100%. not only, yeah, not only am I coming from teen, but I'm coming from cap sleeves and pastels and flowy gowns. So this this wardrobe that we have picked out is like a whole new side of me. I feel like I've stepped into this whole new persona of myself throughout pageant preparation, but I am so, so excited to wear it.
0: I think I've just figured out why you look so familiar because I competed in Little Miss South Carolina for years. So I think that's exactly why yeah. you look so familiar now. I'm like, I know you. And that's why I asked before we started the podcast, like, have we ever crossed paths? I don't know if we have, but it's Little Miss South Carolina. Okay. 20, is. 2015 and
1: 2016 was when I competed. I was in it,
0: I don't even know when the last time was. I did it as a teen. It was my last year as a teen. May have been 17, 16 or seventeen. Twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. I love that. I'm not sure when we'll my year. I'll have
1: to go look at pictures tonight.
0: Well, we'll have to look at the book. You know, they've always got that big book. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was our favorite. We have all of our our pageant books on our bookshelf at my parents' house. Oh, but, same. You know. Back to the important conversations here. So I want to ask a few things. You know, if you were to be crowned Miss South Carolina for the volunteer pageant, you know, what are you going to take to the national level? Like, we've already got the end in mind. We're going straight from Miss Volunteer. What are you going to be taking to that national competition?
1: Well, I cannot wait to continue working on Swimsuit. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling so awesome about how Swimsuit is going to go for state. But I'm excited to keep working there. And then um, I'm also excited to work with Lasting Impressions, who is our gown sponsor for the state pageant. I've never worn a Sherry Hill couture. So I'm excited about the possibility of getting to work with Keith at Lasting Impressions.
0: Okay, so tell me a little bit about these sponsors. I did not know about that. So what is like the whole behind the scenes of like, if you are to win, what is like the the best sponsor gifts you get as Miss South Carolina? I mean, can you beat a Sherry Hill couture? No, you cannot. (laughs) I don't think so either. (laughs) That is too awesome. Okay, so if you were to be able to design your own gown, if you were to win, have you already been thinking about that?
1: So I've actually been working with Dressing Dreams, and we did design a gown. So I'm going to have you hold that thought because I designed a gown for state.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So we will wait and I'll repost that on my Instagram when, when this comes out and everybody sees that you've competed, we'll post it. Don't you worry. But I want to, you know, ask a few more questions about, you know, the role of being Miss South Carolina. That's, that's a really big deal. And to hold all of that while also doing, you know, everything you're already doing with marketing and your job, you know, how are you really going to be able to handle the task of also being Miss South Carolina being put on your plate?
1: The best thing about being a college graduate is that I have a job with a set schedule. Um, However, my employer is super supportive and all my coworkers are. I'm pretty sure they're all like carpooling to the pageant in August (laughs) to come watch. But they're great about allowing me to have a flexible schedule for whenever I need to make appearances. So it actually hasn't been that tough for me to be able to be where I need to be and then also get my work done.
0: That's exciting. So I ask for state and stuff. Are you doing your own hair makeup, or are you getting your hair makeup done?
1: I'm doing my own hair makeup,
0: which is so okay. terrifying.
1: It's it's very no, scary to ask because your makeup looks so good oh, on. Well, thank makeup. you. Okay, I'm, like, I'm not to gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna act like I did this on myself. I've taken classes from Chastity Strickland and Angel Samples, so I have to give them a little bit of a shout out. But it's terrifying for me to do my own hair and makeup, but I've do I've been doing it for girls in my area for a few years. So I'm like, okay, Emily, if they trust you, you can trust you. So then I-, I Yes, okay I love that.
0: You can trust you. You can do yes. anything you put your mind to. But I feel like the best thing in pageantry is being able to learn how to do your hair and makeup. I went to Corey King. I now work with Corey King. So I understand getting those makeup lessons was- such a huge success for myself in pageantry because one, saves big money. Yes, you have to pay sometimes for these classes. However, it just pays off in the long run. Now you know how to do your makeup and others' makeup and you can now you know make money off a great new passion yeah. that you've learned. But truly, I think in pageantry, learning how to do your own hair and makeup, I went through the era of Teen USA for Sacramento where you had to do your own hair and makeup. So that was something that pageants really helped. So that is awesome. Your makeup looks so good. So I was like, if I don't ask for this during here, I'm definitely going to ask when we get off camera. That's so sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. So I want to ask a few more things, you know, about the role of Miss South Carolina. What do you think is the most important role of Miss South Carolina for the Volunteer America system?
1: I think this goes for any title holder in any system, but my why behind competing is that I was the five-year-old girl that was looking at the girl in the crown. So anytime I'm questioning um, if I'm doing the right thing or what my why is, I go back to that. And I know that, listen, little Emily did not care about an athlete. She wanted to see the girl in the shiny hat. (laughs) So I have to remember there are girls out there who are looking to me for the same thing. And that's my driving force behind everything. Not only how I represent the pageant in general, but I know I've competed in pageants in the past, and there are still girls who are looking at me, seeing what I'm posting on social media or how I'm carrying myself throughout life. And that's what I keep through my head all, all the time when I'm making appearances.
0: That is amazing. And I mean, I I wish I would have asked that one a little bit earlier because I'm about to basically have you re-say it again Um, because we've come to that point in the podcast where I ask everyone the same final question. But I want to ask, you know, with you now going before that, with you going the transition into a miss, what do you think has been the biggest difference you're now noticing from being, you know, previously not a miss and now being a miss for the volunteer system?
1: I've heard you say this before, too, that you fund your own pageants. So (laughs) as a college grad, so am I. Um, And it has forced me to become so much more responsible, not only from a budgeting standpoint, but I have so much more riding on this now than just whether or not I win the crown. I mean, I'm literally putting everything from myself into winning this pageant and into my preparation. And that has pushed me further than anything else is just knowing like, Hey, girl, you're putting this much into it, you better be sure you're getting out of it what you're putting into it.
0: I'm so glad that you said that because that is something that I wish people would understand that when it comes to having to pay for things yourself now, there really is so much more responsibility. And it's kind of a pressure sometimes of like, okay, if I don't win this, I now know in my head, the amount that I had to spend to get here, but also the amount of time I put into this. before it was like, you know, mom drove you to the, you know, hair, get your hair, makeup done, or mom drove you to all the dress things or mom paid for all the dress stuff. And now it's you know mom's going with me but i'm pulling out the checkbook now oh, yeah. so it's it's a pressure of you know making sure that i'm one getting my money's worth and making sure that i'm putting in and investing the time in myself just like i am now investing my money into a system and so it's now trusting that One, my money's going to good use with a good system. And I do think doing volunteer system is such a great one. And I do think that it's going to be so worth your time. And, you know, that's where we kind of lead into the following, you know, the ending question. But I want to ask you, you know, in
1: what way has pageants positively impacted you in your life? I will wrap up my last two answers in saying that. As an older contestant, the opportunity for me to be a role model for younger girls is unmatched. I don't have a younger sister, and I'll talk about my little friend who I know is going to listen, Chloe Smith. Um, She was little Miss Clemson when I was teen Miss Clemson, and she's an only child. That's my little sister. We're besties. I love her. Now she's a teen, and getting to watch the way that she pours into these younger girls too is like the craziest thing ever. Um, It makes me feel really old. But the opportunity for me to love on these girls and make them feel important is exactly what I needed when I was their age. Um, And then also being a Miss contestant, I've been forced to be so much more responsible between keeping myself on a budget and on a schedule and making sure that I am putting everything I have into this pageant has made me become a better person. And I see these things that I've learned and how they'll carry over no matter if I win the pageant or not.
0: I love that. This has been such a good episode. I know a lot of things that people can get out of this that I I didn't even know would even come up today, but I'm so glad they did. But Emily, I, I really wish you the best of luck at the South Carolina competition. I know you'll do fantastic. Keep up the hard work. You're almost there. It's almost time to compete. But, you know, I'm just really thankful that we got to sit down and do this episode. And thank you again for reaching out. And I'm so glad that we could go over you know talking about competing in soccer as well as talking about marketing that's another thing I wanted to throw in for the careers that pageant girls do even while competing and also when they're done and it's something that I want people to learn that these skills that you get from pageantry can also reflect in your jobs or your interviews that you have to do outside of pageants. And that's not something that a lot of people will teach you in the beginning that just kind of goes with you. And you're like, oh, wow, I may have learned that when I was five. But now at you know 25, you are using that in your interview skills and you know acing those interviews and getting those big girl jobs or big boy jobs out there. But thank you so much for joining us on today's episode.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me.
0: Absolutely. Well, guys, you heard it here first. We have Miss Emily, and we want to wish you good luck at the South Carolina competition for a volunteer, but you never know what happens in the future, so I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys!